from Reductress, I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Sarah Papalardo, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about how to grow your bangs out so much you escape the surveillance state, how to form a detached leftist critique of Obama even though you came of age sexually during his term, and what happens when your TikTok is stitched by a therapist. That actually just happened to me. Oh my god, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's alright, but thanks to that TikTok, I've now learned that I'm suffering from OCD, anxiety, and depression. Thanks to at Base Therapist 97 I'm also at 10k followers now. Nice. And that's totally based. We'll also have a reading of Thanksgiving Recipes So Good Your Family Will Accept Your Sexuality, read by Dylan Adler a little later. Uh, so, Millie, this was a big weekend for no one other than Taylor Swift. <laughs> the most important woman in our lives. Okay, have you seen the video all too well? That is, not only did I see it, it's probably the only Taylor Swift video I've ever seen. Oh, really? Blank Space is good. I bet it, I mean, I bet it was. Like, I, I definitely am, I, I fall in the camp of, like, I am neither a, a Swifty nor, mm. like, a hater. You're an independent. I'm an independent, you know? I'm a swing voter. <laughs> You're a swing voter. Um, and I went into the video thinking, like, there's no way this silly song she wrote could ever possibly affect me. And yet listener i was deeply affected and Mm. suddenly got taken back to being like 20 something Mm. and broken hearted and angry at someone i really never even dated but i i was feeling it so i I kind of lean more towards being a swifty than not but that video the song is good the video did not do it for me again i put this on my twitter i i said (laughs) Maybe I'm watching too many novellas because I'm, <laughs> I was not expecting, dramatic enough. I know I'm like, I was, ex- I thought she was going to walk in with him. She was sleeping with her sister or something or that he was her brother, some crazy twist, but it was just that he like let go of her hand for two seconds and then squeezed it while he was at dinner with his friends. And then in that fight, I was like, I kind of agree with it, but then, you know, I'm also like, <laughs> It is a very much like 20 year old thing to like be upset at someone not paying attention to you enough at a party with their friends. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Like I'm not going to go down the like weird anti-feminist take of like, you know, this is the hardest thing Taylor Swift ever dealt with. What a dumb bitch. Like, no. It's not like that. But it's just like when you are like but a prox, you know, 19 to 21, this is just the hardest thing <laughs> that I guess some people have to deal with. Sure. But also like... I mean, it, I guess in that way, it is re- reminiscent of her documentary where it's like, <laughs> I watched it and I'm like, okay, girl, there's actually suffering and darkness happening and you're bruising past it and you're talking about gripes. Yeah. Like she's like, yeah, I gave my mom that dog when she almost died of cancer. But anyway, <laughs> this person was mean to me five years ago and I've never let it go. And you're like, yo, I feel like we could talk a little bit more about how your mom almost died of cancer. But yeah, that's exactly it. And then the fact like, so yeah, I was like, it's not the dramatic, it's not the worst thing, whatever, but I'm also like, but why did you do this? I don't right. know. This is so <laughs> embarrassing for me to like watch this. I know. <laughs> it was cr- secondhand cringe for sure. I just was talking to someone who went to, uh, I didn't know this. There are apparently tickets that you could buy to go to a movie theater 
to watch this 15 minutes no. with nothing after because i'm like oh is it like before spencer that you pay like an extra <laughs> <laughs> like the cartoon yeah. before the like yeah like like how bows before incredibles <laughs> 2 or something like that no it was you walk it you buy tickets people had popcorn <laughs> oh god <laughs> for a 15 minute movie oh my god and then they had to leave oh and god. and there were t- it was a ticketed event um and that's crazy to me that i will never get there no 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 i will no. never be that ra- radicalized no. by the swifties uh so millie do you want to tell us what's trending on reductress this week here's what's trending on reductress this week five combat boots that will serve you well in the war on christmas I mean, if you're going to go to a war with Christmas, you got to be wearing steel-toed boots, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This one is my favorite. How to relax even though it's not even possible. It's not. Real life Terminator? This woman would go back in time and fuck Mark Zuckerberg to save us all. Oh my God, his wife would be so mad. She would. She looks scary. Mm-hmm. Desktop background serves as constant reminder of where you are not. Okay, honestly, though, I'm kind of glad I'm not on top of that snowy mountain that's on my screen. It just looks really dangerous. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So a lot has changed in the past 10 years. But what has really changed, at least for me, is how a lot of people perceive President Barack Obama's presidency, right? And it can be hard for a lot of people who came of age sexually during Obama's two terms to really form that detached leftist critique of stuff like Drone strikes. Or the economic recovery. Or Syria. Or neoliberalism. Or the deportations. So again, super hard. So if you're one of those who came of age vaguely during Obama's presidency, here are a few ways to manage a super detached leftist critique of his legacy, even though you might have masturbated to him a couple times during his term. First, you gotta focus on the facts. Like, Obama deported more people than any president before him. Also that you would have figured out how to masturbate whether he was on TV or not. Exactly. Then go ahead and do your own research. If his fancy speeches didn't live up to what they promised, remember that instead of the fact that he just looked so handsome when he said it. Right. So handsome. Sarah, get it together. Mm, Sorry. And lastly, forgive yourself. It's not your fault you were so horny from like... 2009 to 2016. Just remember the facts and move on. You're an adult now with a wife and an evolved perspective on liberal politics. Just stop being so horny for Obama. Okay, this seems like a great time to take a break before it gets uh, more problematic. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, how was your weekend, Sarah? Uh, Pretty good. I uh, ate food. I wish mine was that good. Oh no, what happened? I mean, it's nothing. Millie, I know you just asked me about my weekend so you could talk about yours. So what's going on? Well, since you really want to know, over the last weekend, I asked my boyfriend if he would still date me if I was a worm. And he said yes. Oh, but isn't that like a good thing? I mean, yes, in theory, it's a good thing. But the conversation made me realize that if I really was a worm and we were still dating, I'd probably want to date other hot worms. Is that bad? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, this situation would also literally never happen to you, so you should not stress about it. Well, I hope you're right. I am. Would you still do a podcast with me if I was a worm? Uh, probably not. Wow. Okay. Okay, fine. I would. Jeez. Um, what? 
You would do a podcast with a worm? How would that work at all? <sighs> okay, this is getting weird. Let's just move on. Sure. So here at Rejectress, we love to celebrate women who have strong opinions. And let me tell you, people have lots of opinions about crossing the street. That's why we wanted to reach out to someone who is absolutely adamant about not jogging when she crosses the street. She couldn't make it into the studio today, so she's calling in right now from the intersection of Fulton and Lafayette in Brooklyn. Hey, Angie, are you there? Hey. So, Angie, you recently told us that you'd rather be hit by a car than do a little jog across the street. Yes, exactly. I would rather stand in the middle of the road and say, hit me, bitch, than do that pathetic little jog that says, oh, help me, help me, I'm so scared of the traffic. Honestly, that's inspiring. Yeah, I'm actually standing in the middle of the road right now. Wait, Yeah, Angie, no, no. Why are you doing that? That's so dangerous. No, don't, don't worry, I do this all the time. They just drive around me. Can't you just, like, walk to the other side, though? Okay, but walking is just another form of jogging, and I will not... Okay, but literally, how do you get anywhere, though? Oh, oh my God! What What happened? What just happened? Oh, no, no, Biggie, I just, uh, just got hit by a car. What? Holy shit! It's okay, it's okay, it happens all the time. Like I said, this is just my preference. Can you walk? Are you okay? Um... I mean, I'm laying in the middle of the road and my foot is turned in the wrong direction. But at least I stood my ground and refused to give in. Uh, I mean, those signs are there for a reason, you know? Hey, it's a free country. Okay, good point. So, now that your foot's all twisted, do you still stand by your beliefs or do you wish at least you would have, like, walked across the street? Honestly, if anything... I'm grateful this guy hit me. Then I didn't have to do that pathetic little slow walk across the street like some kind of weak-willed, scared little baby who wants to stay alive. Wow. Thank you for that incredibly unique perspective, Angie. Great. I'm just gonna, gonna hop off now and kind of just, um, just roll myself back onto the sidewalk. Wow. We wish Angie all the best with that. You know... I never really thought about it until now, but Angie's right. It really is a free country. I mean, sort of. I think it's beautiful. Here at Reductress, we always love to learn more beauty tips. And that's why we're so excited to welcome our next guest, calling in from an undisclosed location who's taking hair care to a whole new level by adding a unique anti-government twist. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. Um, this isn't being filmed, is it? I mean, you literally have your camera off. Right, okay. So, we've heard that you've been growing out your curtain bangs to finally escape the surveillance state that we all live in. Yeah, that's true, but where did you hear that? Oh, just around. Not super important who it was. Hmm, okay, well, I'm gonna need to find that out later, but yeah, I found even though I've taped up or destroyed every camera or smartphone I've come into contact with, it's basically impossible to live completely off the grid, so I decided to decrease my digital footprint even more by hiding half my face with my bangs at all times. Wow, that's so cool! We bet it looks super good. Thank you, yeah. So how long have you been growing out your bangs for? It's been a few years now. Um, I made the decision right after Apple started using face recognition technology. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that no one would know who I am, not even your everyday person on the street. 
So does no one know what you look like? I mean, my mom and dad do if they remember, but obviously I've burned and erased every photo and record of me that was ever in existence. Do you have any tips for people who want to grow out their bangs for the same reason? Yes. Um, I was able to grow my bangs super fast by drinking lots of water, skipping trims, and giving myself regular scalp slash webcam massages. Ooh, what's a scalp webcam massage? It's when you rub your scalp with jojoba oil and then you pour the leftover oil all over your devices just to make sure they're super dead. Oh, okay. Uh, that's such a good tip. Well, thank you again, for coming on the pod. Of course. Also, I forgot to mention this, but if you're really serious about going incognito, you can also burn your fingerprints off. Oh, wow. The bangs are just more of an aesthetic choice, something that really makes me feel like myself. Oh, wow, we're bleeping possessive pronouns now? <laughs> you aren't? Okay, well, you're just a fucking pawn for Google now, aren't you? Okay, this is feeling kind of hostile now. Um, okay, well, uh, we're out of time, I guess, so see you later? <laughs> no, you won't. Fair enough. So for our final reading today, we have Dylan Adler reading Thanksgiving recipes so good your family will accept your sexuality. Thanksgiving recipes so good your family will accept your sexuality. Thanksgiving is a great opportunity to reconnect with family over a delicious meal. But what if your family members still don't accept you for who you are? If you want to finally win your family over while also finally gaining their approval of your queer and or poly lifestyle, keep reading for five Thanksgiving recipes that are so good your family will finally accept your sexuality. Orange and cinnamon infused cranberry sauce. This zesty cranberry sauce will have everyone at your dining table commenting on how modern and interesting it is, just like your attraction to other women, which they previously thought was just a phase. But after trying this seasonal combination of spices and fruits, they just might reconsider. Buttery Herb Stuffing this recipe will bring your stuffing to a whole new level with freshly chopped sage, parsley, and rosemary. After your family takes a bite of this flavorful stuffing, they'll realize that being gay isn't a choice after all. And if there's still ones who don't, <laughs> at least their mouths will be full. Oven-baked mac and cheese. Your family will be so head over heels for this cheesy dish with a crunchy topping that they won't even care that the friend you brought to Thanksgiving this year is actually your girlfriend. They actually might even ask her about her life and her interests because the spices on this mac and cheese are just that damn good. Sautéed green beans with garlic. Sure, your mom's side of the family still might not fully accept you for being gay, especially your aunt. But once they all taste these delicious green beans, they'll definitely start to open up. Remember that nothing makes homophobic people more accepting than when you make their vegetables taste really good. Baked candied yams. Nothing brings a Thanksgiving meal together better than the sweet and comforting taste of candied yams. And these ones will have your grandpa saying, Wow, I didn't realize lesbians could be so good in the kitchen. Which is kind of heartwarming. Almost. Everyone knows that the best way to your family members' hearts is through their stomachs. And these Thanksgiving dishes are so good that your whole family will finally accept the fact that you're not straight. 
They still won't understand how you can be both a lesbian and polyamorous, but that's a recipe for next year. Thanks to Dylan for reading that piece. You can see Dylan at Caveat in New York City on February 18th in 2022. And thank you to our writers Lizzie Racklin, Sumeya Bissaret Martinez, Damian Kronfeld, and Marielle Collette. And of course, to our call-in guest Angie, played by Lene Sanders. And if you have another minute, visit us at Reductress.com for more incredible content, including This woman is finally using her communications degree to logistically coordinate a threesome. Five puffy jackets that say, Someone could push me down a flight of stairs and I'd be fine. And... Dad recommending specific strains of weed now. Bye, baby. Bye-bye.